Which posts are attracting new followers? What common themes are you seeing in the well-performing posts? For example, was it a static picture? Was it a quote? Did you tell a story? Maybe it was a reel? Those are all key pieces of information that you get to take note on when developing future content. Instagram is literally telling you exactly what your audience likes and what they want to see from you and not using that information. It's like throwing away gold. This is not your average business podcast because here we are going to discuss how you hit your goals without losing yourself, your values, or your relationships along the way. We believe in the whole person versus the long-term hustle approach and demonstrating to our children what living a life full of purpose is truly about. We're here for the woman who is an aspiring entrepreneur, developing her personal brand, and staying open to the opportunities that come before her. We're here for the woman yearning to find businesses that align with her, her core being, so she can feel in alignment with her life. Come on this journey with us as we navigate this very full season and pursue a life we love. Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for a greater purpose? Are you craving connection? Perfect. You are in the right place and we're excited to get you one step further than you are today. Today, we're going to tackle the subject of content creation. At Pursuing Her Purpose, our Instagram and podcast require us to be creating constantly. So we wholeheartedly understand the demand. Creating new valuable episodes to go out every single week and Instagram content that then supports the podcast content and extends our reach, it can feel like a grind. So today, we're going to go over our five tried and true strategies for making content creation just a little bit easier. What we have found is that you need to have a system in order to keep the train moving forward. So to start, we'll be talking about nailing down your themes to minimize that, what should I post about today? We'll then talk about choosing the one or maybe two platforms that you'll consistently deliver content to. We'll move into how do you utilize storytelling to really enhance your content? And then, of course, talking about batching. And then to finish, we'll really try to figure out how do you utilize your analytics to the best of your abilities. Okay, so I am going to start us out with our first principle, which is nailing down your themes. These themes are going to be foundational to your content. I teach this in depth inside of Purposeful Business, and it's also going to be included in our podcast course that is launching very soon called Purposeful Podcast. I suggest that every one of you pick three to five themes that are central to your business and your business's values. Your listeners, followers, subscribers, they should know what to expect from you and they should know why they follow you. As they say, if you're trying to serve everyone, you're serving no one. Instead, you're going to figure out which three to five themes you're going to serve and you're going to serve them often. So at Pursuing Her Purpose, one of our central themes is working motherhood. The three of us all love being moms, and we also love to work. It's central to who we are as people. So we want to serve helpful working mom content and shed a positive light on how it helps us to feel aligned and happy, which in return helps us to be really good examples for our children. We want to serve the working mom content that we wish we would have had. 
So you've probably heard it from us. We've had several podcast episodes about working motherhood. We want to be known for this. We're not going to hide our working motherhood from the world. Rather, we're going to go out and seek listeners and customers that feel seen and heard by our content. They feel like they can relate to us because they have similar working mom successes and similar struggles. That is one theme. Another theme for us is growth, which also happens to be one of our core values. So now you're going to have to figure out what are your three to five themes that you want to cover. Remember, you're going to be serving these often. So how does this help with content creation? It provides you with a valuable framework. You can look at your different themes and then you can build out your episodes, posts, and videos from there. You're going to want to make sure that you're serving each of them so you're not letting one of them get overlooked. You're going to be known for these things. I've always believed that it's the best strategy to be known for a few things before you add on. And I've seen it time and time again, when people are known for things, it makes it much easier for them to grow their channel than if they're all over the place with their content. Because you are going to be attracting the right follower when you're making this content and it's going to be consistent with your brand, which is so helpful in business. So take the time today, write three to five things that you want to be known for. This is an incredible place to start when you're going to make content. Okay. So you've created the three to five themes or central pillars that you want to focus on. And now you have to decide where you want to show up. Another place we see beginners go wrong is feeling like they have to be on every single channel. And we get it. You've started building an audience on Instagram, and now you see that TikTok is really starting to take off. But we cannot let ourselves get wooed by every single new trend or platform, or you will burn out. So I'm going to start with a simple question. Where is your ideal customer avatar? For those of you who aren't familiar with an ICA, as we call it, we define it as an example of your perfect client or customer who you will serve in your free content or paid offers. I personally find it hard to create content when I'm thinking about an entire room of people. But when I think about that one person, it makes it so much easier to think about their pain points, their struggles, their dreams. It also makes it a heck of a lot easier to create copy and messaging for them. So take a moment and I want you to imagine where him, her, or they are hanging out and spending time. Are they consuming your content while multitasking? Or can they sit down and enjoy a full video? Do they need something quicker that gets to the point right away? Or do they want something that they can save for later? As you can probably tell, we've chosen to show up on Instagram and we've chosen podcasting. We know our ideal customer avatar, they use these two platforms. In fact, they're one of the demographics that actually use these platforms the most. We prioritize our podcast at all costs. So you're going to get a fresh episode every single Tuesday. And we are so consistent with that. And you know that you can depend on us for that. 
So next, we're also very consistent on Instagram. We have a strategy centered around those five themes. So each day on Instagram, we know exactly what we're doing. We know which of the three of us are showing up and who is executing. And we're here and we're over on Instagram. So by now, we really feel like a well-oiled machine, but I promise you it hasn't always been that way. We wanted to get to a place where content creation doesn't feel tedious or such a grind before we expand into different platforms. And that is truly the secret sauce. Do the platforms you pick well before you expand to other platforms. Otherwise, you're likely not to be consistent or abandon one entirely. And that is not a sound strategy. And it's going to leave you with very little results. And we want you to really shine where you're showing up. We want you to master it. We want you to nail down your strategy before you move on and go to another channel. So what is that going to be for you? What platform are you going to show up on? Are you consistent on that platform yet? And what systems do you need to put in place so that you can be consistent? So whether it's podcasting, which as Amy said, we're going to have a course on that soon, or Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, whatever that is for you, unless you're a celebrity, you're going to need to post consistently. So give above average content to your followers before you pick another one to go to. Yes, I love that one. That's so important. So if you're following along, we have covered developing your three to five themes. Kat just talked through delivering consistent content to the platforms you choose based on your ideal customer avatar. And now I am going to walk you through storytelling to help you create compelling content. If you're a regular listener, you probably remember that Mike Ganino was on episode 19 to talk about the power of storytelling. I'd highly recommend going back and giving that one a listen because he did such a good job explaining how to do it and why it's important. But for now, let me just tell you that it connects us. And the reason I wanted to bring it up during this content creation episode is that I find it so helpful when I'm making content. Your stories are yours. You know them. In my opinion, this is actually the easiest content that you're going to be able to create and deliver. So how can we leverage it? If you think about your three to five themes that you're working from, it should be pretty easy. I utilized the working mom theme as an example earlier in the episode, and I'm going to go back to it for a minute right now. I'm always thinking about how I can incorporate a journey story into my content. So for example, rather than making a carousel post on three tips for pumping at work, what if I started the content with a story? Something like this. I'll never forget the time that I forgot a much needed flange at work. Lucky for me, I worked in a major academic medical center and I could call Central Supply to send me one. But I had already been off the nursing floor for 10 minutes and by the time I got all set up and realized I was missing a part, I had to go order the part and then wait at the tube station for it to show up. My supervisor found me in a puddle of tears and a puddle of breast milk. It was so overwhelming that one more thing went wrong and that one more thing was difficult at work when I had just returned from maternity leave. From that day forward, I swore to myself, I will always, always, always have a set of extra supplies 
at work so that I never end up in that position again. And that's why I really like to tell other moms to do the same. Do you see how that is so much more interesting than simply saying, I have an extra set of pumping parts at work? The reader can picture themselves in the same situation that I was in, and they can learn from my mistake so it doesn't happen to them. Having done Instagram over the past five years, I can tell you that connection is so important. Connection and storytelling truly go hand in hand. So now when you're looking over the three to five themes that we talked about earlier, see if you can think of a story for each of them. I'm going to give you bonus points if it's a journey story where the reader can relate to you, whether they are present day you or they relate to where you were in the beginning and they want to go on a similar journey. Well, and the storytelling just makes things so relatable as well. And especially if you have a personal brand, it helps your community just relate to you. And that connection piece that Amy brought up, it's just so key. So we have now covered picking your central theme. We have figured out where you're going to show up consistently. We've talked about the power of storytelling. And now I get to speak on one of my favorite subjects in the entire world, which is batching. And we know that batching, which means creating multiple days or even weeks worth of content all at once, we know it's not a new idea, but it's an awesome strategy. And I'll tell you straight away, this saves me content creation sanity. And Kat, Amy, and I, we all use batching a little bit differently, but I know that you'll see yourself in one of us or in one of our strategies. So because at Pursuing Her Purpose, our platforms are mainly Instagram and podcasting, which as we have stated, both require bringing new content to your communities over and over, you know that we're fans of batching content. We each use this strategy to get into content creation mode of either a specific concept or even a platform or a task. And what we know is that when you can fully create in one area, when you're not jumping back and forth, that is the piece that will save you time, it'll save you energy, and it'll make you a lot more productive. Research shows that you lose productivity on both sides when you're switching tasks. So that's one of the big reasons that at Pursuing Her Purpose, we batch instead of moving from task to task to task. Okay, so let's get tangible. What does this actually look like for each of us? Kat, I know that you will create like two weeks worth of launch emails over the course of a few days. You're in this habit of writing email copy. And what Kat can do is she can see the sequence of emails that come one after another after another. So this helps us to not miss information. And at the same time, we're not restating information, which can happen if you have really big spaces of time between creating email copy. And to help with this, we use Flowdesk and have these emails come out on a scheduled date. So after that initial creation, our systems are really working for us to get the emails to you long after Kat creates them. For Amy, she'll work on one business and then one project at a time. So when she's in course creation mode, she'll create the slides, the scripts, and really hammer out the details before switching over to another project entirely. And I know, Amy, that you'll often finish an expecting an empowered meeting, and then you'll jump right into those tasks because they're fresh in your mind, and that also helps to save your energy from you know, moving from one task or one project or one company even to another. And then as you guys all know, I'll create multiple social media posts and reels all at once. And what I also do is I'll follow up with my coaching clients and even take coaching clients all on the same day of the week. 
what I know is that getting into this coaching mindset and Kat, you and I have talked about this. It's a different headspace completely. Like it takes a while to get into this zone. So once I'm there, I'll batch three or four clients back to back and then make sure that I'm following up with them to really hit all their key points and serve them in the best way. Okay. I had a follow-up question when you were talking. So when you're creating the social media posts and reels all in one day, do you keep like a running list of your ideas so that it's easier to create those? I do. So I am a queen of lists. And in my notes, I have an entire Instagram note section. Not only does it have songs that I really like. So if I'm watching Instagram content and I see a song that I'm like, ooh, that'd be really good for a working motherhood post, or that'd be really good for a growth mindset post, or maybe something, you know, family related. I'll just save it in my note section. You can also save it in your actual Instagram reels section. So I have folders in there. I have folders on my phone, kind of folders everywhere. But what's nice about having the note section is that you can be out for a walk or talking with friends or doing the dishes even, and ideas will pop into your mind. Maybe you're listening to another podcast, for instance, and you're like, oh my gosh, I could really like extrapolate on that idea and bring it into my own content, my own themes, my own community in this way. So just jotting those notes down on your phone, maybe using your notes app, for instance, that just saves me a lot of time so that I don't have to start at square one. Plainly put, I just go to that section and I can just build upon the ideas that I already have created. As you can see, batching, it might look a little bit different for you, but overall, it's a strategy to save time. It saves energy. It creates efficiency so that you don't burn out in the grind of content creation. Yes, I love this conversation. And it's so true for many of the things that you talked about there, they require a different mindset for me. And they're also very energy intensive. So like you said, when I'm coaching, I want to be in that coaching zone and holding space for people. If I'm writing emails, like I have to have a certain playlist going in a certain environment. So it's just really helpful for me to like have that time set aside and just really focus on that one task at hand. So lastly, I'm going to walk you through utilizing analytics to make decisions. So I know that some people tend to avoid their analytics because it can feel a little intimidating, but as smart business owners, numbers and metrics are helpful when you're making decisions. It's like wanting to work on your financial health and refusing to look at your bank statements. So let's dive in and talk about how we actually use them. So stats tell part of the story, but not the entire story. So don't live and breathe on every single number, dig into them a little bit. So especially the stats that the world can see, much like likes and comments that prove engagement, but not necessarily growth and getting into new communities. So let me give you an example. Our carousel posts, which are posts on Instagram that you swipe to see the whole thread about motherhood, get some good engagement, but the magic happens in the statistics that people can't see. The amount of times that it gets shared. The more shares means that there are more new eyes on our posts and more new people coming into our account. Eventually, that's going to mean more new leads for our offers, which as a business owner, it's incredibly important for our revenue. And this is one of the most important data points that there is on Instagram. The amount of people that felt inclined to share it because they connected with that post so much. That's going to last longer and it's going to matter more than just the metrics of likes and shares. So as content creators, we also know that when we try something new, we can't call one post a valid experiment. Your audience might take a minute to get used to you posting a new type of content. 
you also might need to work on tweaking it a bit before you get it right. So I wanted to talk about how you can utilize this strategy inside of your business today. What I want you to do is look at your last 10 Instagram posts. You can also do this with podcast episode, TikTok, YouTube, wherever you're showing up right now. I want you to open up your insights. And if you don't have insights or you don't know what I'm talking about on Instagram, you could consider switching your Instagram account to a creator account. And that's going to unlock even more analytics and numbers for you. Which ones of these posts have good engagement with likes and comments? Which ones are the ones that are getting shared? Which posts are attracting new followers? What common themes are you seeing in the well-performing posts? For example, was it a static picture? Was it a quote? Did you tell a story? Maybe it was a reel? Those are all key pieces of information that you get to take note on when developing future content. Instagram is literally telling you exactly what your audience likes and what they want to see from you and not using that information. It's like throwing away gold. Yes, it's so important. And for me, I also like to remind our listeners, our students, not to panic. So you've probably seen Instagram does change its algorithm quite often. And then we always see this uproar from creators saying that their views are down and they get really stressed out. But I always tell Kat and Abby, you know, I've been doing this for six years. The number of times I've seen my views drop or carousels aren't performing as well right now, like different changes is so many that I know I'm always gonna be fine. For example, when Instagram changed their algorithm for stories, my views were literally half of what they normally were for an entire week. I didn't panic, I stayed consistent, I knew I was serving valuable information. They're now higher you know, a week later doing nothing differently, really. So sometimes you really just have to wait those out. And we always recommend not putting like a bad energy out. So if you're on your story complaining about it, like it usually doesn't do any good because a regular follower doesn't really care what your story views are doing. So keep it positive, keep it moving, understand that we are all playing the long game. Like let's play the long game. So if one week doesn't go your way, you learn from it, you stay consistent and you keep going. Okay, so we made this episode for you guys because we have all experienced that content creation can definitely feel like a grind pursuing her purpose, it's still a new business. We're constantly tweaking our strategy and figuring out what works for us, meaning like it also has to work for us as business women. So we don't want to be spending all of our time on Instagram because we're building things like our podcast course that is coming out really soon. So if part of your future strategy is podcasting, make sure to sign up for our podcast course waitlist. You're going to be the first to know more tips that are specific to podcasting if you're on the waitlist and you're going to have first access to our course, which is an A to Z roadmap of how to start a podcast. So if you are one of the ones that gets in first, you're going to receive a printed workbook with 
with your order, which for the three of us, we just love that tangible checklist in our hands. We're creating a podcast. We know exactly what to do and we're able to use that as the guide along the way. 